This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay with us. Coming up here in the next segment. Yesterday, the Fargo-Moorhead West Fargo Chamber held a fantastic, fantastic roundtable all about ag and the impact that it has here in our incredible communities. We've got a very special guest that's going to join us to talk about that. But we start tonight with Senator Kevin Kramer. I sat down with him earlier today, had an extensive, extensive interview. We're going to play part one for you tonight. But we talked about COVID relief, possible threats tomorrow at the Capitol. Yes, you're hearing me right. Possible threats from a militia at the U.S. Capitol tomorrow and much, much more. Senator Kramer, welcome back to Point of View. Always great to see you. Lots to discuss. Let's start here. Many people are wondering, hey, am I going to get my $1,400 direct payment? And if so, when? So I think you're going to get your $1,400 direct payment um, when I'm not certain, but I don't think it'll be too terribly far from now. The the bill that passed the House um, with bipartisan opposition, uh, only partisan support, uh, includes the $1,400 uh, stimulus payments to individuals. And it's now in the Senate. I think we're going to, we may take it up um, later today. We may be able to vote on um, moving forward. If not, it'll be tomorrow. Uh, there's some, there's some hang up right now for some reason. I think part of it, Chris, is that we've been insisting on targeting those $1,400 payments um, to, to people based on need, not so much just throwing it out, you know, at everybody. Um, there's some other things that, that, Democrats are learning about the bill along with us uh, that aren't as satisfactory as they thought, like the $350 billion for states. Um, it actually doesn't go to a lot of Democrat members' states. And so, you know, th th we're, we're still working it. But I think we're going to get to this bill this week and we'll start amending it, you know, sometime tomorrow, late tomorrow, maybe Friday, maybe Saturday, maybe all weekend long, trying to make it a, a better bill. But at some point within the next you know, within the next several days, it will pass the Senate on most likely a 50 to 50 vote with Kamala Harris casting the deciding vote. And then, the you know, the, the checks or the cards or the direct deposits will happen shortly after that. So some Democrat senators are now suggesting that we do like Canada is and that they say, hey, we should be getting giving out two thousand dollar direct payments every month until this COVID thing is over. Would you support that? Absolutely not. I mean, there are already enough incentives for people to not go to work and enough incentives for, for places not to open. Let me just give you an example. Th this same package includes, we're going back to now, these $400 a week supplements to um, unemployment insurance benefits. So again, $400 a week. And by the way, this is all the way through August. So that means if you're getting $400 plus, say, 300 or 400 whatever your your state pays, um, you have all the incentive you need to not go to work, stay home. And um, that means your employer can't reopen because they can't get workforce back. Um, and on top of that, there's $350 billion in this bill for states, mainly blue states that were poorly run and chose not to reopen so their economies. Senator, I got to ask you, because and this is a tough question, but what's the game plan here? And I asked in this context, you're saying, hey, Chris, we're incentivizing people to stay home. We're incentivizing states now that had the highest unemployment rates to get more funding out of this new formula that the House has created. So yeah, when, I, when, when I did a piece yesterday, if you look at the states that are going to get the most, California, New Jersey, New York, New Jersey, New York have the highest COVID death rates in the country. So, I mean, if they were saving lives, I could see, okay, maybe we can have that argument, but they're not. 
And now we're, we're making kids stay at home. I don't know if you've seen the latest on this, but there's some data out there that we've seen almost a hundred percent increase in mental health issues within our kids sure. not going to school. So tough question, but big picture, what are they trying to accomplish here? Here's what I think they're trying to accomplish. And Chris, I've not said this uh, yet to a reporter, at least not on the record, but this is what I believe part of it is. They see that our economy is reopening as the vaccines go out. Now there's three successful vaccines, um, you know, the good distribution uh, as the vaccines go out and herd immunity kicks in, economies are reopened, jobs are, you know, brought back online. They want to make sure that they can say they did something, that Joe Biden actually did something that helps, um, you know, Fight the the, vac- the fight the virus and uh, get the economy going again because we're going to see a five six percent GDP growth I think in the next quarter maybe in the first quarter and if they don't have something to show for what they you know that they did something they're not able to take credit for it I think it's as brazen as that. All right, so I got to ask you this as well because one of the things you haven't mentioned about this bill is is correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's still a trillion dollars that hasn't been spent from the previous COVID relief package. Scott Hennon retweeted our good friend Scott Mayo saying, hey, Senator Kevin Kramer, help. He's breaking down some numbers here about, hey, if we give out $2,000 each, um, there's still $1.239 trillion that you know hasn't been necessarily spoken for. There's a lot of money flooding the system. One, where is it? And two, how concerned are you about inflation? Uh, I'm Well, Okay, those are two big, really, really big questions and lots of things in between them. I'm very concerned about inflation. We'll get to that if you'd like. But with regard to where's that money and why hasn't not been spent, not let's face it, not every program's you know the same. So if you're talking about paycheck protection program, for example, some of that money's literally in a pipeline, so it's not been loaned out. Uh, or borrowed from somebody, but it's in the process of that happening. So some of those are legitimate, but just t- let's take schools as an example. You know, in f- just a few weeks ago, well, now two months ago, at the end of December, we when we passed the $900 billion package, um, something like $62.8 billion was was for um, schools, and only about $4 billion of that has been spent by schools. And this bill has a whole bunch more billion dollars for schools, schools that aren't opening, yeah. uh, that aren't teaching our kids. Uh, it's, it's a bailout to the teachers unions and it's just tragic. And there's a lot of that, Chris. So it's a roughly trillion dollars that has been previously allocated or appropriated, but not yet spent. And like I said, in some cases, it may make some sense. In most cases, it does not. Well, it, it's really hard to sit here and stomach the center because I know a lot of people right now that are struggling. We've had this conversation with you before and to hear all these, I would for lack of a better term, call them slush funds with a bunch of money flowing around and it's not getting into some parents or people's pockets. It's just, it's tough. I want to go ahead. Because I want to make a point here because you and I are having a very important discussion right now. I just got off the radio with Tony Perkins. One of our problems is this package is overwhelmingly supported by most of the American people. Maybe not in North Dakota where we're a little bit brighter and a little bit more, you know, have have a little bit broader minds, but, and, and knowledgeable and have a relationship where the members talk to you. But in many places across the country, they overwhelmingly support this because of your first question. Where's my $1,400 check? What they don't know is that 91% of this COVID relief package has nothing to do with COVID, has nothing to do with COVID. In fact, a lot of this money won't even be spent in the next year or two. It's for the out years. Well, COVID's just about done, folks. It's just about done. So it's important we have these discussions so that people like North Dakotans and Minnesotans are well-informed. 
Well, and that's why my follow-up question initially was, hey, do you support the $2,000 a month? Because that's such an easy sell politically, right? And you said, absolutely not. I'm like, okay, I get it. But boy, politically, they're going to sell that all day long. Let's let's move on to this, sir, because this just came out recently. I want to see if you've got any intel on here. Then we're going to get to an election integrity. But um, police warn of a possible militia group attack on the U.S. Capitol tomorrow. The police force that guards the U.S. Capitol said on Wednesday it's got some intelligence now pointing to a possible plot by a militia group to breach the building on Thursday. There's some groups out there that apparently think President Trump still has a chance. Just if you give any intel, any insight on what is being re- referenced there as far as a possible attack tomorrow. I do, Chris. I mean, uh, and when I say intel, it's not like it's real top secret intel, obviously. And now you're starting to see some of this come out and it should come out because the best deterrent to something like that is for people to know that we're pre- that the Capitol Police and guards members that are here are prepared for something like that. But um, yeah, you I think you've nailed it. You know pretty much what I know at this point. And we've known it for some time that there are people that have been supposedly prophets prophesying that, you know, Donald Trump's going to, you know, be able to be reinstated to the presidency and you know, early March or March, sometime between March 4th and March 6th. And some people are, seem to be utilizing that, using that as a, as a reason to, to, you know, to prepare their militia. It's all nonsense in, in my view, but you can't take these threats lightly. I don't know that there's a, a super serious, uh, imminent type of a threat, but um, so you have to take it somewhat seriously for sure and be prepared for it for sure. But I don't believe that it's going to happen. And I think part of the reason it's not going to happen is because it's known about and it's, it's being publicized. All right. I mean, plus, it feels from what I hear from some people in D.C., it feels like a military zone. So hopefully you guys are well protected. Um, I made a mistake, so I should have asked you this initially. But so are you going to vote yay or nay on this COVID relief package in the Senate? Well, it's hard for me to see how it can possibly get good enough for me to be for it. If you let me put it this way, if they would bring the part of the bill that the, the nine percent that's COVID, you know, related, like uh, money to pay for getting the vaccines out faster in more, you know, faster quantities. And and uh, now that we have three of them and get into more people quicker and get things reopened, um, more for our frontline workers, you know, more for um, the, the logistics support, the National Guard support in several states, including North Dakota. I think you'd get 100 senators to vote for it. But it's the other 91%. And, the, and we might not even agree on all of the 9%, but, but <laughs> get 100 people to vote for it. But it's hard to imagine why we would spend another $2 trillion of money into the future when we've already spent you know, over $5 trillion. That's with a T, Chris. All, by the way, on five different bipartisan negotiated common sense. Some people might not call it common sense, but at least negotiated bipartisan bills. On this one, they never even consulted Republicans. Never a consultation. Well, is that fair? Because Joe Biden had Mitt Romney and Susan Collins, some other people at the White House. Oh, good. That's a great point. So he didn't have them at the White House. They asked for a meeting with him and 10 of them went over to suggest a better approach. They brought up their $600 billion, just a minor $600 billion bill. I remember when that was a lot of money, Chris. Um, yeah. $600 billion bill. He said, we'll consider it. And the next day they announced that that they were going to do $2 trillion and they were going to jam it down the Republicans throats through the reconciliation process. So he gave it no, no consideration whatsoever. But right. I guess they had a nice meeting. There is a lot more to that interview. We're going to play part two for you on Friday night. We sat down, we talked about immigration and energy. Fascinating conversation there. Speaking of energy, I want to remind you tomorrow, 3 p.m., you can join us for a live stream town hall with Congressman Kelly Armstrong. 
The House voted in H.R. 1 just on my phone. They canceled the session tomorrow because of this potential militia threat at the Capitol, as well as we talking about energy as well. He is on the Energy and Commerce Committee. So tomorrow, Thursday, <laughs> 3 p.m., you can go to our Facebook page, Twitter, YouTube, and join us, and he will be taking your questions live. All right, stay with us when we come back. Very special guest talking about an ag roundtable the chamber put on yesterday. And what does Ag or NDSU Extension need from this legislative session? We'll be talking about that much, much more coming up right after this.